Welcome to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Tuesday, July 28th. As many of you listeners are already well aware of, our Cracked Rackets team had the extraordinary opportunity to travel down to both Miami and Nicholasville, Kentucky, uh, to cover two outstanding exhibition events. We were down in Miami for J.C. Aragoni's Altix Steislinger Tennis Exhibition. That event featured eight of the top 200 ATP singles players in the world, of course, at the Young Kings Scholarship event at Top Seed in Kentucky. Same deal, eight of the top 200 women's singles players in the world all in one location to play a little bit of exhibition tennis. And of course, our teams were down at both of those facilities to be the media for the event. And that means we got the extraordinary opportunity to speak with, I believe, 14 of the 16 players playing the event. The only ones we didn't get the chance to speak with, Jamie Loeb, who's already appeared, I believe, twice on our Cracked Interviews podcast, as well as Layla Fernandez, who unfortunately had to leave early on Sunday before she was scheduled to come into to our interview booth. Uh, but as such, as I've mentioned repeatedly over the past couple of weeks, we've got about two hours worth of interview content to share with all of you listeners. And so today's mini break podcast and a couple of these mini break podcasts of late, as you've noticed, are going to be two parts. The first part will be me going through the biggest developments in the professional tennis world from throughout the tennis world, really in general, uh, because of course there are so many fluid storylines currently ongoing given the global pandemic, COVID-19, given that we're all, you know, eagerly waiting the anticipated return of the ATP WTA ITF tours. WTA scheduled to start down at top seed and in Palermo, Italy on August 10th. We continue to wonder whether that start date is actually going to be possible. Again, given some of the news we continue to learn. So, you know, part one, I'm going to focus on everything going on in the tennis world. Part two of today's mini breaks conversation is going to feature my chat. I had poolside with a returning guest. I suppose a returning champion at this point as well. We've got so many returning champions here on our Cracked Rackets podcast, former top 50 player in the ATP singles rankings, a guy who reached the fourth round uh, in a grand slam already in his career. And of course, an NCAA singles and doubles champion, Matthew McDonald joins us poolside in Miami to have a little bit of fun now. We actually got the chance to chat with Mackie twice in Miami. One conversation a little bit more on the serious side. Uh, The other conversation, this one pool side, obviously a little bit more fun, a little bit more relaxed. And, you know, Mackie's a guy I think we have grown pretty comfortable with here at Cracked Rackets. Feels like we know him pretty well, given we've gotten the chance to speak with him pretty frequently. And again, such a kind man, such a a really good guy, a guy who's a fellow 95er like me. I feel like we speak the same language. He just happens to be significant significantly better at tennis, significantly more athletic than I could ever be. And of course, he's a guy who suffered a big injury, uh, during the 2019 season and you know 2020 was supposed to be a year he was coming back on tour reascending the ATP ranks and obviously that didn't happen but it's great to get to chat with Mackie about again his rehab process and just working his way back from injury his thoughts on his level of play right now whether tennis will return in 2020 a bunch of other fun stuff as well so be ready for that interview of course I also have to give a huge shout out to our friends at Midwest Sports and Aerobar for allowing us you know 
you know, giving us the support we need here at Cracked Rackets to be able to have the sorts of conversations that we do day in, day out on uh, with our content, on our programs. And of course, you know all about Midwest Sports because for more than 30 years, they've served as one of the world's premier tennis equipment suppliers. Uh, they offer a comprehensive selection of fast shipping tennis supplies that few retailers can match. They also have one of the largest in-stock inventories of equipment online with tens of thousands of products available for shipping directly from their automated warehouse to your front door. You can hear about all of those products, the latest developments at Midwest Sports by listening to the Great Shot podcast I just did with product manager at Midwest Sports, our friend uh, Dave Limke, who came on the show last week on the Great Shot podcast to discuss the latest shoes and, of course, how strings, tensions, equipment changes given differing temperatures, different elevations uh, that we all experience in our day-to-day lives. And so, of course, as I always say, Midwest Sports wants to ensure that your return to the court is a successful one, that you have everything you need to make it so. So go to MidwestSports.com, use our promo code CR15, you'll get 15% off. You'll get free two-day shipping on all orders exceeding $75. And of course, best of all, you'll get a free can of Wilson Extra Duty Tennis Balls. Again, we are so grateful for Midwest Sports continued support. The least we can do is ask you to support them as well. MidwestSports.com, the promo code is CR15. Of course, look good, feel good, play good is a motto here at Cracked Rackets. And to look good, you go to MidwestSports.com. To feel good, it's twofold. A, you listen to these Cracked Rackets podcasts, you get a quick laugh, and you're feeling good about yourself mentally. But of course, nutrition, fitness, more important to the game of tennis now than ever. And that's where our friends at Aerobar come in. Aerobar offering the only tennis-specific energy bar in the business. It's more potassium than a banana, but more importantly, it's just good ingredients. You're not getting false sugars. You're not getting fake energy boosts. You're not getting just a quick, you know, five-hour energy blast. No, you're getting the sort of substance the sort of nutrition you need to not only bring out your best performance on the court, but really, you know, nutrition, fitness, what I've learned more and more throughout the conversations, it's not about little adjustments. It's not about changing your habits for, from day to day or just making, you know, that one day difference. It's about building lifetime habits. And again, that's where there are friends at Aerobars come in. It's about building the right sort of routines. And of course, my friend Andrew Golub, Mark Aerosmith over at Aerobar have been joining me every Thursday on the mini break for our getting to the point episodes where we're able to have conversations that focus on the importance of nutrition, of fitness in the modern tennis game. And, you know, so many great guests, people like Bjorn Fertangelo, Richard John Mensing, Michael Russell, Billy Pate, Trip Phillips, Lauren Embry. I can go on and on and on and on. The point is, uh, again, all of these players, all of these guests stress how important that nutrition, that fitness is. You can get your fitness, your nutrition going in the right direction by going to aerobar.com right now, ordering elf ordering yourself up some stuff. You'll also get 15% off by using our promo code CRACKED15. So, you know, again, to continue to show our support for Aerobar, and we are so grateful for their continued support. There's a reason people like James Blake, Michael Russell, you know, Stevie J, all of these people endorse their products, college programs across the globe. You should as well. Go to aerobar.com. Use that promo code CRACKED15. All right. With that being said, just a couple of updates from the pro tennis world, and then I will get to, and then we can get, I suppose, I, we, because we're a collective here at Crack Rackets. It's us, it's me, it's Daniel Westoff, it's Jamie McDonald, of course, it's all you, the listeners, as well, um, you know, for all of these people, again, just 
we'll get to that conversation with Mackie in a second. I say we instead of I. That was a long tangent. Hey, great shot. I lost the thread there. Anyways, back on schedule here. Want to give you a couple of updates on what's going on in the pro tennis world. And as I mentioned, I think on yesterday's podcast, we continue to wait to see what the U.S. Open is going to do regarding their final decision. Now, we have seen in New York footage of the Billie Jean King Center getting resurfaced of the tennis courts being put up there. Uh, But we continue to learn the U.S. Open, and this is from at Open Courts. Stephanie Miles, who's been exceptional uh, covering everything throughout this quarantine period, she pointed out the U.S. Open has put off making a final decision until August 3rd. It's not the first postponement, but it's probably the last, and they are cutting things awfully close. Again, my reporting matches that. Everyone you hear, August 3rd is the date to be on the lookout for a final decision from the USTA. Of course, that date, I believe, is early next week. So we will all be on. Uh, we will all be looking. We'll all be on lockdown. I suppose we are given our own quarantine statuses, depending on where you are in the country. But that is an announcement we will all be looking for because, again, we have continued to learn more information. China canceling all of their events for the remainder of the calendar. We also learned today that their event in Japan, I believe, is being canceled. We learned the ATP 500 in Tokyo, the WTA Ture Pan Pacific Open Tournament in Tokyo, uh, both canceled. There will be no tournaments in Japan this year, uh, and obviously that means there are now, according to Dumaini Cariel, only three tournaments remaining on the WTA. UTA calendar post Roland Garros. 15 have already been canceled. The only three left, Seoul, Linz, and Moscow. And obviously, all of those are in question for various different reasons. Uh, We also learned a big deal. We learned that the Orlando back-to-back challengers that were scheduled for early August, they've both been canceled as well. And that's a really big deal because the purpose of putting back-to-back challenger events now, you know, we also learned at the beginning of September that events have been scheduled for Kerry and Columbus. And of course, that's encouraging, but The fact that Orlando, the national campus, which, you know, the reason they put two challenger events there, two American challenger events, is because they were trying to replicate a bubble-type environment. They were trying to create a scenario where players could come to Orlando for two, three, maybe even four weeks to quarantine beforehand, maybe quarantine a little bit afterwards, get some training in at the national campus. Uh, they canceled those two events just due to safety and health concerns. It's just not feasible or, you know, either financially nor regulation-wise for them to hold these events. And so they elected to cancel them. And obviously, that's significant given that a decision is coming from the USTA shortly regarding uh, whether or not they will play the U.S. Open. And given that they're not playing two challengers at the USTA national campus, um, certainly, and you know, the situation in Florida vastly different from the one in New York, Florida, you know, highest cases per day uh, in the entire United States, New York on the lower end now, one of the few states where cases are actually declining, of course, compared to the peak for New York back in late March, early April. It's thankful, you know, thank the gods that it's finally declining, but certainly something to keep in mind. Orlando canceling, is that a sign of things to come? Not exactly sure yet, uh, but certainly something to keep in mind. And again, it's not just the events in Orlando that continue to be canceled. It's the fact that the events in uh, Japan were canceled as well, right? It's across the scale, across the globe. Doesn't matter what sort of tournament you are, COVID-19 does not discriminate. It is attacking each and every part. You know, I read today cases in Lexington are spiking, and obviously our crack rackets team is supposed to go down to Lexington for the WTA event. Uh, that's certainly in question. You know, none of us want to be put in a position where we are just 
you know, we're tempting fate, we're tempting the gods, we're not being as precautious as we should be, and so, of course, these are all things to keep in mind as tennis tentatively scheduled to make its return in early August. Of course, we also learned, and this is another development, by the way, I haven't talked about this, there are still exhibition events going on across the globe, Austrian Pro Championships, Eastern European Championships, Battle of the Brits, U.S. Pro Series, uh, you know, on and on and on and on. I know, uh, Who's doing it? Juan Carlos Ferrero's holding an event in his 25th anniversary event in Spain. Um, all of these different things still going. Uh, but we also learned, you know, the prize money at, at Western and Southern or Cincinnati this year, part of the effects of this global pandemic, it's down $1.8 million from $6 million last year to $4.2 million. You know, this reporting comes, by the way, from at Anna K underscore forever at Oleg S, one of the best follows on tennis Twitter, who points out this reduction is at the expense of winner, finalist, semifinalist. The singles winner of the 2020 ATP Cincy will earn only a quarter of the 2019 prize money check. Now, again, you talk about what a quarter of that check is. You know, in 2019, that number was 564000 It's still 185000 for the finalists. The winner made $1.1 million. They're still going to make 285000 Again, you talk about that in terms of the larger scale. Still a win, by the way. If I could make 285000 for a week's worth of work, I would sign up for that tomorrow. And so, obviously, I cannot, or at least at this point, I cannot, although if any of you listeners, any of you Patreon subscribers have any suggestions, please feel free to DM me at Great Shot Pod. I will happily sell my services for 285000 a week. There's very few things in this world you could ask me to do for that sort of money that I would say no to. Um, anyways, that's a me problem, just a little bit about my mindset. The point being, uh, I think it is encouraging, and I'm not the only person to make this point, but it certainly is encouraging uh, that it's the top of the game. It's not the qualifiers. It's not the first round. You know, for the round of 64 people, you lose round of 64, you made 24500 last year, you're going to make 22000 this year. You lost second round, you made 43500 This year, you're going to make about 40000 You're actually making more if you're in the round of 16 this year and in the quarterfinals this year. Oh, excuse me, you're not making more, you're making a little bit less, but you actually are making more. Uh, excuse me, so in 2019, that's crazy. They're actually going to make more than their 2019 equivalents in the round of 32, round of 64, round, you know, round of 16. It's pretty even compared to last year. But again, that it, that it's the top players who can afford to make a little bit less money and not the players ranked, you know, top 50 and below who are suffering financially uh, as a result of COVID-19. That's the mindset we've been waiting te- for tennis to have for, you know, decades now. And so hopefully, you know, the Noah Rubens of the world, the Mike Cations, who we consider close friends, they will commend this development as well, because certainly, you know, those are two people who, and, and this is not to call them out directly, I'm just saying they're two people with prominent platforms, and I think it's important for all of us in the tennis world who have platforms to point out when positive developments occur, to encourage others to follow in the lead of those developments, and this is certainly a positive development from Western and Southern. Now, part of it's probably a development out of necessity, right? They're not doing this by choice. Oh, I suppose they are. They could have kept it front-loaded in terms of top-heavy the prize money, but the amount of criticism they probably would have received. Anyways, it, it, the point is the conversations people like Noah Rubin, Mike Cation are leading are working. If this is the sort of solution that we're seeing, hopefully this is not a one-time trend, right? Hopefully we see this spread out across multiple uh, tournaments and that this is what they do because, you know, simply put, uh, this is what's going to have to happen if we want to keep the sport of tennis sustainable uh, throughout all of this. But again, you know, we learned an updated ATP Challenger schedule. 
all the events in Italy being upgraded in scale because, again, how few other events there are across the globe at that time. Uh, so, you know, these are the biggest developments right now in professional tennis. We also learned, again, some start ba- uh, some start days for um, a, uh, the U.S. Open main draw, for the U.S. Open uh, singles, doubles qualifying. Same thing for Roland Garros for the U.S. Open. It's going to start August 31st, final September 13th. Doubles only one week, September 2nd to the 10th. Qualies for Roland Garros going to start September 21st to 25th. In theory, you have, what, 12 days to quarantine. I don't know if the EU is going to say that's enough, but in theory, you could get, I guess, the end of the main draw of the U.S. Open, September 13th, the start of the French Open main draw, September 27th. Literally, you would have to quarantine from, if you're a finalist, from that day you win, you head over to Europe immediately, you quarantine for two weeks, you can start playing the French Open. But that's right on the bubble, folks. I don't know if that's a sustainable arrangement. And so, you know, especially given the fact that there's no longer these events happening after Roland Garros, particularly for the WCA, would it shock me to see Roland Garros push back their start date another week? Uh, No, it really wouldn't. So I think that's another thing to monitor and just keep an eye out for. Uh, One last announcement, and then I promise we will get to our interview with Mackie McDonald. I do want to say a huge shout-out, by the way, to all of those Division I athletes who learned they were ITA scholar athletes. All academic teams coming out for the Division I men and women yesterday. Shout out to all of those student athletes. Emphasis on student today because, again, they're not only full-time athletes, but they have to go to class as well and, you know, perform. Get sustainable, passable grades. Build themselves a future outside of the tennis court. And it's always so amazing to see how many athletes are able to have so much success both on the court and off of it as well. So shout out to all of those athletes. Shout out, by the way, to, I'm just going to say this, to me, our Crack Rackets team uh, for finally going up a day for having a win on our new GSP Ace of the Day segment brought to you by our friends at DraftKings. If you want to get in on the action, be sure to check those out. Two daily podcasts here at Crack Rackets. Come on, folks. We're rocking and rolling. We're trying to make sure all of us are as prepared as we possibly can be for the return of professional tennis over the next couple of weeks. And, you know, if you're missing those, again, you can hear them every day. Ace of the Day on our Great Shot podcast feed. We've got that rock. Rockin' and Rollins, fantastic interviews going on on our Cracked Interviews podcast, all of those conversations we had in Miami, in Nicholasville, available to be seen in on video in our YouTube channel as well. Again, this conversation I'm having with Mackie McDonald, it was poolside, and you know, we got to talk with him, JC Aragoni, Stevie Johnson, a couple of people in the pool, and it was just a relaxed environment. It was unlike any sort of interview I've ever seen, certainly ever taken part in. And it was delightful as well. So uh, be on the lookout for all of those. You can like, rate, subscribe, review this podcast, the Great Shot Podcast, Cracked Interviews Podcast, Inside Out Podcast, and our YouTube channel right now. You missed any of our content. Again, feel free to check out our website, CrackedRackets.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. It's at Cracked Rackets. You want to message me directly, I'm at Great Shot Pod. Shout out, as always, to our Patreon subscribers. Keep sending in those mailbag questions, folks. We have our next Patreon mailbag pod coming out shortly. In fact, Max Rothman heading to Indianapolis on Friday. I know him and I are planning to record that in person uh, for all of you Patreon uh, subscribers because, again, we are so grateful for your continued support. If that's something you might be interested in, go to patreon.com. You can look up Cracked Rackets and get in on the action yourself. And, of course, we are eternally grateful for the support so many of you across the tennis world uh, continue to give us. We are also eternally grateful for the support we get from our friends at Midwest Sports, from our friends at 
at Aerobar. You can go to MidwestSports.com, use the promo code CR15. Go to Aerobar.com, use the promo code Cracked15. Let them know that we sent you there and show your appreciation for them as well. Shout out, as always, to the two people I am most appreciative for, appreciative, excuse me, Max Fliegner and Daniel Westoff for the of an any job they do day in, day out. There's no two people I would rather work with. I'm sure they would say different, uh, but it is never. It is nevertheless always a pleasure to get to work with them. Uh, but with that being said, again, wanted to give you a bit of an update on everything going on in the professional tennis world. Of course, we will continue to be rocking and rolling here every day on the mini break, every day on the Great Shot Podcast. But for now, let's get to my conversation poolside in Miami with former ATP Top 60 player, former NCAA champion and friend of our Crack Rackets programming, Mackenzie McDonald. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Well, joining us here in the Cracked Rackets booth once again is, I'm going to say it, friend of our Cracked Rackets program at this point, Mackie McDonald. Thank you for joining us. I know today's result didn't go your way, but let's just start there. Overall, three matches in the books. How'd you feel this event went? Yeah, um, honestly, I really thought everything went really awesome. I mean, three good days of tennis. Um, I think everyone had a really good time. I think we were all being pretty safe, too. And, uh, yeah, I mean just soaking up the sun now <laughs> yeah i know it's an absolute blast have you ever done a poolside interview um i have not yeah this is probably the first i'm flattered i am honored to be your first mackie um let's talk about the match just a second in one moment because i want Westoff to have to put this into the video your reaction hubie's going back for the tweener did you know he was going to do it what's going through your head and i saw the racket go into the air that was amazing yeah honestly like when I hit that ball past him, I didn't expect him to really get there. <laughs> and to get there and hit a tweener, downline winner, laser was uh, kind of still stings, I'm going to be honest. Um, I mean, it was a good shot. We had some really good points out there, you know, mm-hmm. even the the point right before that. Um, but, yeah, no, that was just too good. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it exchanging drop volleys left and right. It was really fun tennis for you. And, again, looking back at this exhibition, we'll get into the fun questions. This is my last serious one. Uh, did you, you know, did you get exactly what you were looking for coming here this week? Yeah, I'd say for sure. I mean, having a good time, kind of mixing it up. I've been in Orlando for a bit, so it was nice coming to Miami, uh, being with my girlfriend here, and then uh, getting some really competitive matches. These are probably some of the most competitive matches I've gotten since uh, – since the break, so it's it's nice. Yeah, I know. It was a really high level of tennis all week long here, certainly. All right, let's have some fun. Uh, it's been the Fast 4 format here all week long. That's what we're going to be doing here in the pool. Fast 4 format, four serious, four joke questions. If you're actually counting them, I don't know if it's going to end up at 8, but, you know, the theme is uh, let's have a little fun here to end the week. And so, again, it, it's a really good group of guys competing here this weekend. Uh, let's say the ATB comes to you and they say, Mackenzie, we're sorry, but the guys you were with at the Altex Steislinger exhibition you're stuck with them now for the remainder of the year who would you pick if they said you can pick one of them to be your coach for the rest of the year for a full year one of you have to pick one of them who you picking to coach you for the year um 
Wow. No uh, disrespect to your current coaches, by the way. <laughs> I wouldn't actually mind Sam Query up there. You know? Really? A veteran of the game. Or, you know what? I might I might go tennis. So you are not, I want tennis. Yeah, tennis is not... I've heard that answer repeatedly. What is it? Just a, he's a tennis. student of the he, game? Uh, well, the guy's just a baller. He's uh, <laughs> he's a physical specimen, too. So, I mean, he's, uh, he's really tough. So, I mean, I... A lot of good characteristics to take, and he's actually really, really funny, too. So he's, uh, yeah, no, just a great guy. Yeah, no, not a bad pick by any stretch of the imagination. All right, you can take a characteristic from any of the players' games here. You, can just, you know, whether it's a shot, whether it's a you know movement thing, a mental toughness, whatever it may be, what are you taking and why? Um, either Hubie Hercats's tweener, <laughs> or I'm going to go with Riley, Riley Opelka's serve. So... I figured when we mapped out these answers that everyone was going to say Riley serve. My follow-up to that, if you take Riley serve, you have to be seven feet tall for the rest of your life. Yes or no? Um, I'll ask Chanel that's as well afterwards. One. You know, honestly, dude, like when I've traveled and like seen Riley and stuff, it mu- it's it's really not easy for him to shower, <laughs> to get in the, the beds in Europe. Like we've had this conversation in the hotel rooms, like does he sleep diagonal? Like he's tried it all, his feet stick off the bed. I feel bad just hammering out all, all the all the uh, stuff that's tough for him, but like I mean, he's even hitting his head on some of the lamps inside the uh, players' lounge today. So, uh, seven feet tall would actually be a tough tough yeah. feat. In that case, yeah, you're out on that. You'll take. Someone said your fluidity um, for whatever oh, it's worth. Well, who was that? It was Stevie. I'll I thank believe. them. Oh wow! Honestly, nice it actually Stevie. might have been me to Stevie. I might have oh, said okay. I want your fluidity. All right, well, thanks, anyway. for, thanks for trying. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, but no, no, no. That's that's fair. I mean, yeah, that's serve. Just to, to have it all the way up there and just to bunt down on it, that'd be the best. Yeah, honestly, dude, if I had that serve and then take my return, my speed, that would be a pretty be a good player. Pretty, be a pretty good combo. player. Yeah. No, I would be all in on that. Certainly, fourth round of Wimbledon would be the floor, not you know, not <laughs> the best. Uh, but so you know, all right, moving through that, uh, you're calling your own lines this week, which you probably haven't done since college i'm curious for you and you can date back to college before then if you need to the worst you've ever hooked someone um wow the worst i've ever because you've definitely someone. we've all done it yeah i'm gonna be honest <laughs> i uh i didn't start calling a couple close ones till later in my college career sure and there was one at ncaa's and i was playing tom fawcett and honestly <laughs> i've never lost to him too yeah and i hooked him pretty bad on a serve <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Great guy, though. <laughs> yeah, no. I, it happens to the best of us again. I, I had a, a partner once, and it was a club tennis match, right? So it means nothing. They started bickering over calls. The guy hits a serve. My partner catches it off the bounce and just called it out and just, like, moved on. Bold play. It, yeah, yeah, bold play for sure. Um, all right, the most upset you've ever been with an official? Orange Bowl, 18. <laughs> I was 16 years old. Uh, first round against Sebastian Offner. Livid. The guy was the one seed or two seed. He I made played, the final, right? He made the final, lost, lost the team. team. I played an unbelievable match. And for me, like, that was young in my clay court career, too. Like, kind of a statement match, too, for me if I had pulled through. I lost, like, 7-5 in the third. But there was this one call that the ball rolled on the court from the other court. Uh-huh. And the guy hit the ball out. They were like, it was some let thing. But then, like, the, the ref overruled it. And I ended up getting broken and, like, just losing it. Ugh. I was so pissed. I walked off the court. I threw my cooler. I was, uh, it wasn't a good time for me. No, so then with that in mind, if you could replay any match from your past, whether it be a win or a loss, what match would you choose? Um, like same result, same everything? Uh, ooh, let's say you could change the result potentially. 
I would go back to the Grigor match on Rod Laver. Try it again. Give me, give me like you know that fifth set. Just go fifth set over again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. he came to the net like fifty plus times in that match. I think that's my best moves, dude. Yeah, yeah. I think I got to keep doing that. That's, no, it was that's that's the Mackie style. Yeah, again, it was sexy tennis for sure. There's yeah. no denying Just that. Keep um, on the net. You know, again, I, we have eleven here. Our sponsors this weekend. We're so grateful for their support. We also get support here at Crack Rackets from our friends at Diadem, who I know provided the balls this weekend. Uh, your thoughts on those Diadem balls, and you know, what do you think of them this week? Honestly, really good. Um, I used them in the Exos I was playing in Lake Nona as well. Um, very, uh, very solid. Honestly, there weren't weren't wasn't a bad batch. Um, I feel like they were pretty true. A little bit more uh, harder than a Wilson. Sure. Um, so obviously, you know, each ball is different, but consistency between the cans very very good yeah no and again it was awesome to see you play all right last question for you i know you're staying with chanel this weekend and yes she's your girlfriend so that goes without saying but given that she housed you for the week long what gift does she have coming her way gift uh something right might have to treat her to a nice well we can't even go out for dinner (laughs) Um, i'm gonna some sort of love maybe i'll cook her dinner um you cook a little bit. I dabble. Okay. I dabble in the kitchen. Um, I'm not sure yet. She definitely deserves something good. You know, she uh, she's a trooper. So we'll yeah. see if I can no for sure. And I think that applause nice. you hear that Sandgren taking the championship in the end. But That's my coach. Yeah, that is your future coach. So Mackie McDonald again. Thank you so much for hanging out with us all weekend, and it's always a pleasure to see you. Appreciate it, Alex. Thank you guys. Appreciate it.